do it. We're mm. we're doing it. It's gone. It's going. Yeah, that's the hard part. Really, kind of keeping this up weekly, especially when. I mean, we're two boring individuals to begin with, so <laughs> well, I, I can speak for myself. I, I, I'm going to be probably grasping at straws for something. <laughs> so listen, um, I mean, you had said that last week's episode was probably the best one, and we were talking about Soda Stream. It's true. <laughs> it's oh my gosh, that's I think that's our peak right there is Soda Stream. There's nowhere to go but down now. <laughs> That's I don't... the apex of our personalities, unfortunately. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you don't want to um, talk about 90s things. Well, what are you keeping your time up with? Uh, You're working now. I am. I'm back at uh, uh, Intuitive Solution Group. So I'm back. Uh, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's part-time, but it's, it's nice to just have uh, um, something going and some income coming back, steady income and things like that. I still haven't set up my Fiverr account. I, 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 I was think I was still thinking about doing that because like the whole doing uh, movie posters for people kind of thing. But sometimes people just don't know. Uh, they'll like I, I've reached out to people on Deviant Art before, and they'll tell me to do something, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to use copyrighted images. So do you have something to send me? And they'll send me like the lowest quality images possible that I cannot work with. And then I'll try to work with them and then they'll be displeased. And then eventually they'll just drop me without even telling me. So it's mm-hmm. kind of frustrating. <laughs> um, sometimes just like not, just communicating with people through messages on these services if they don't know what they want really. Well, if if there's nothing really to talk about, we can go back to old reliable, which is what are you watching? That's true. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Have we have we retouched on uh, your fist of fury viewing or uh, like maybe P- some PS five stuff or Bill and Ted stuff? Uh, I feel like there's more stuff we could touch on though. So the the fist of fury thing um, that was recorded in the last episode. That's Call right. Back to the last episode. So right. I, I went through my whole thing there, but I never really got into it. And then um, with video games, right now the biggest thing out is The Last of Us 2. Yeah. I sold my PlayStation 4 before I moved back to California. Oh, so no. I'm, I'm like, I really want to play it, uh, but <laughs> I'm not. I don't have the means to. Oh, no. Yeah. That was a big one. <laughs> Are you? I hear great you- things. You could probably get a cheaper one now. So do you um, think about buying just a used one? No. It, it's still money in the long run. Uh, That's true. Continuing my offer-up stuff. I have about um, four mechanical keyboards I need to offload on offer-up. And even then, I would want to save the money for something else. Right. Um, most of my video game comes... Most of my video gaming comes from uh, Xbox Game Pass on PC. It's like a oh. really good value. So... I'm breezing through Gears of War 5 right now, but I can't say I'm in, totally enjoying it very much. <laughs> okay. So do you, and you were talking about uh, Tabletop Simulator last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's a Steam. I think I looked it up. That's a, is that a Steam exclusive game? Uh, I don't think so. It's, I mean, oh. it's not on like any consoles or anything like that. So I guess right. it's like a PC exclusive thing. Um, 
I don't think it needs very much to run like something mm-hmm. super powerful. So maybe we can turn one of our one of these podcast things into maybe like a board game let's play between me and you <laughs> just to kind of flip switch it up a little bit. Right. Oh my god. And then we'll put it out on Twitch or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and people will make fun of the way I play. Uh, oh jeez. That, that's something. I mean, I don't know if it'll be like a risk game. I mean, unless you uh, want to do an express way of playing. But um, there's, a, um, well, there's a lot of board games out there. Um, you know, if you're really into narratives, I know a few, especially if you, um, you know, are not as familiar with the landscape of what games really kind of are out there as far as the gaming space on tabletop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't really sound like you are. You haven't really played anything new since Risk. It sounds like, uh, not not like narr- uh, not really. Just like uh, I don't get exposed to very much of those. Like the the ones we play now through um, me and my friends that we play through uh, Zoom is just like Trivial Pursuit and Scattergory. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so so okay. sort of like party games. And uh, there's there are a couple really fun movie themed games that. Uh, one of my friends has uh, one of them is called Cineplexity, which is basically like categories, but for movies. Mm-hmm. And you basically have, um, I think there's a, there's a big board that comes with it, but on zoom, we just, uh, we just, we list things um, on our own and we have to have, we play according to the honor system because nobody knows if you're just going to Google something or right. something like that. But um, basically there are cards uh, with different subjects and it'll he'll the the MC or whatever will draw two or three cards and it'll say actor known primarily for comedies and then another card will say uh, props um, you know a double barreled shotgun so you have to like think of movies that have those two elements in there and it's uh-huh. basically as many you can come up with um, and so that's like categories. There's another one I forget what it's called, but it's a team game where it's a party game and you you have teams and I think there's more variety to it where there's like a charades type thing. There's a a drawing guessing game. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's Cranium. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like movie Cranium. But uh, the fun thing with that is uh, the winner, you have to collect, again, you have to collect like different kinds of cards and you'll have like... Um, a plot card and then mm. you'll have like a, a movie star card a director card and I like see. all these all these like settings and then you put it together and it's like that's your movie and uh um, oh. and it's like you, you'll you know yeah you'll come up with like you know john wayne and jim varney are you know are prohibitionists <laughs> and uh, yeah it's yeah and uh it's like it's it's the the fun of it is when you just collect all these things um and then you just see what you get in the end it's like oh what a weird movie you put together here at least to me that's that's the fun part (laughs) but there's more uh to it so you know when we go over the things that we watch when we were kids i was reminded of something that i wanted to run by you i feel like i'm the only one who saw this but have you ever seen a movie called if looks could kill yes (laughs) yes <laughs> i knew it i knew it oh my god yes that's, oh my god 
that's a movie lost to time. <laughs> it's great. It is great. My my first uh, and probably only real uh, entry of Richard Grieco. <laughs> right. You never caught him on 21 Jump Street? I have not. No. And I, I didn't see him again until he showed up in A Night at the Roxbury. Like, right. you know, <laughs> in his little cameo. That, and that's when I actually discovered he was in 21 Jump Street. So I, I did not see him there. But yes. Oh, my God. What made you think of that movie? <laughs> uh, just because I knew, you know, Airborne. Surf mm-hmm. Ninjas, everything of that ilk and era. I, I just kind of feel like mm, maybe he caught it, but I don't know how you were introduced. It's like, how would you have found that movie uh, <laughs> back in the day? You know what I mean? It's true. There are some movies where you could like remember just seeing commercials of or seeing the trailers of. That one, I, can't, I think a lot of it, uh, do you have siblings? I have one older brother okay. and he, um, he kind of influenced some of my tastes. So yeah. when I come across um, a lot of the stuff I know, as far as pop culture, I've aged about 10 years because he's about 10 years older than me. Right, so I've been right. exposed to that kind of stuff. And I remember when I was like a, like a early tween, you know, I wasn't really into the stuff that everybody else was listening to because I was stuck in the eighties in the nineties <laughs> Which was like really cool for me, but it didn't help me relate with anybody. I do feel like sometimes I make references that just go over certain ages, certain people of certain ages head. But like there are other people who are like, yes, I know what you're talking about. And then mm-hmm. you'll just you'll, you can gauge the room uh, the best way that way. So like you can mention if looks could kill and then. As you can see from my expression, I'm like, oh, my God, who the hell talks about that movie? I love that Nobody movie. Does. And uh, but, yeah, th- pretty much like, you know, at, at at the young age, like when your world is cartoons and, and just certain things like, yeah, you, my my older brother uh, is the one who just sort of he was he's he brought all these like older, like teenage cool things like Fresh Prince. Uh, he got me into so mm. I, I saw that show like right from the beginning so I could say I actually I was there and um but yeah so he he brought on if looks could kill one night from blockbuster video and uh okay. I just I, I didn't know what it was but I watched it and I just yeah I fell in love with it it was uh it was James Bond for tweens basically it was great yeah. I mean I I'm trying to recall if it was like the Rotten Tomatoes score or something like that, but it seemed solid. Like even if I watched it today, it's very, it's like very entertaining. I don't oh, yeah. see anybody really, I don't see it making a bajillion dollars. I do see people kind of being like, that was enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like you, you think you, there are movies like Agent Cody Banks and there's still right. like, there's that kind of market, but those are Cody still kind of much younger. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. But like, this is yeah. This they definitely, I think, in the eighties and nineties, especially with like uh, you know uh, John Hughes movies like The Breakfast mm-hmm. Club. It was all about teenagers and stuff like that. So you kind of had teenage versions of everything. So it's like you have this hip nineties uh, James Bond spy thing, but with like one of the Twenty One Jump Street kids <laughs> and things like mm-hmm. that. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has everything really. This, it does. This movie. You and know, it, we, we yeah. have a really bad habit of touching on 
like subject like this and we're we bounce it off each other but we don't give any more context to the audience who may be listening to what the hell we're talking about should we explain well we could i mean we don't have to go too in depth with it no let's just say if looks could kill definitely gets the seal of approval from the ej and gerard show oh absolutely it's a movie from um the early 90s maybe late 80s if richard grieco rings a bell he's a star from that area (laughs) he plays teenager michael corbin who (laughs) who flies to europe on a uh on a french trip with his french club yeah uh, for a passing grade france and um it so happens that michael corbin is the code name or alias for a secret agent out in the field yeah Uh, it's a case of mixed identities or it's not body switching of like freaking friday thing but he gets kind of tangled up in a currency scheme, a uh, world domination plot. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was like, a, it was like, a, yeah, because like, I think it was one of those megla, mega maniacal, mm-hmm. uh, the bad guy wanted to make his own currency and he, because he was, he's so egocentric, he wants mm-hmm. his face on it. So he, right. he basically steals gold or farms gold and just so he could print his own coins and put his face on it it's right. <laughs> it's stuff like this you don't even hear about anymore um yeah. and, so uh, all of james bond he has um his own set of gadgets but the whole spin oh, yeah. on it was one he's kind of like a fish out of water he doesn't know what's going on if you saw the man who do, who knew too little the man who knew too oh, yeah. too little it's just kind of like these things kind of happen around him and he's kind of <laughs> rolling with it and he may or may not know what's actually going on. And he succeeds very well at being a spy. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, even everyone else around him, because they're like, no one has seen this agent, Michael Corbin. Right. And then, so they see him yeah. and they're like, you're much younger than I thought you would be. So they're all, they're all the whole mistaken identity thing is basically lost on everyone except for michael himself and uh but he just plays along because there's a cool car and that's you just know, what that's what kids wanted back in the day I, is cool cars it's probably my favorite james bond movie that doesn't star james bond because <laughs> it's like it has it goes so many places it goes to the casino it goes oh, to yeah. uh, it has a, a snow sequence I, if i remember correctly Mm. oh yeah it does yeah okay it has a hot car and they have bond girls the bond girls in it basically yeah they're cute too (laughs) back in the day (laughs) now they i mean they hold up i mean i think it's it's so impossible to find nowadays you you would have to like torrent it probably but uh if um... (laughs) i I think you could just find it on amazon Oh, probably. Yeah. I hope, I hope it's remastered. I'd love to see it in full. <laughs> There's no market for the remaster. Of that. <laughs> I hope. And I, mean, I, I kind of, I kind of like having a VHS quality kind mm-hmm. of like cut of thing just to age it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. They, I mean, yeah, it's very well preserved in that, that quality. You'll of course just cut all this me uh just sort of stuttering out so um <laughs> you're so conscious dude I, i'm gonna um, leave all this in i'll call you out and oh god no 
No, people will know my demons. You won't save in the edit. There is no post in this one. <laughs> I guess if you didn't cut too much out from the last one, then you know. I didn't. We gotta, we gotta, you know, live with yeah. ourselves. Be comfortable. You Try know to be I mean? transparent. That's I the best do. part. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of humility that needs to go around. Um, and, and especially just like, you know, saying this is how I am. I don't know certain things and I'm okay with that. I think, <laughs> I think right now you know, we're telling people about if looks could kill and that's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, truthfully, the only thing I'm cutting out from these things are the really long pauses in between. Oh, really? There's no entertainment value in that. That's obviously. true. That, that is dead air, so that's that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so do you you so do you really believe in the power of EJ and Gerard, or are you usually this good at conversation? Uh, well, what do you mean by power? <laughs> well, I know that we entered doing this project because we knew that we more likely than not have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And then each episode that goes by really kind of confirms our uh, theories about that. But right. let's just say if you and I had zero chemistry, how far could you take a conversation? Ooh, uh, that's a good. Like, <laughs> how many bad dates have you been on? <laughs> that was a really good question. I well, I, I could say I have not been on bad dates per se, because I I do actually try to. Well, first of all, I vet really really hard <laughs> i don't know if that's the right adjective for it but um like i i have to really feel like i'm going to be interested in talking with this person before i i go out on a date with them so i haven't i can't say i've been out on dates that just fall flat or if they do fall flat i would try to you know like the way you you'll just sort of um think of something that you're like, hey, you'll you should probably know this, given how you know, given your nature. I would probably do the same, or I'd just sort of build on um, the things I know. Hopefully, you know, I can gauge in certain, you know, just normal, normal societal talk. Um, <laughs> it's all talk. Word, the weather, yeah. sports. <laughs> Well, I try to get I try to get more personal than just like oh, so how about this news, huh? You know, but um, yeah, like you know, I think whenever we plan to do these episodes, and then I'll forget that I should probably save material, and I'll actually mm-hmm. ask you personal questions like, oh, have you been working throughout the quarantine, or you know, are you like this or like that? And then that's pretty. I think I'm on autopilot usually because I do like to. Get, find out things about people. So I ask a lot of questions and things like that. And uh, I try not to talk about myself a lot. So that's, I think that's a plus for uh, on dates. Um, But, um, and I think I usually, I don't know. I even, even though I can babble, I, I don't know if I give you enough of myself personally so that you just really ask questions about me. I, I find I find you ask you interview me a lot more during this podcast than I <laughs> you're just filling up the air. Exactly. There's no awkward pauses. You wanna 
we can call it a moment of silence if you want, but I when guess. does the moment of silence become an awkward pause? <laughs> I think when you can feel the tension in the air and then you can oh, start I love the tension. It's the best. But do you feel slighted? Like, do you think I should ask you a little bit more about your life? I've never really, I, I don't care. Because <laughs> it's, it's always one thing where I, where someone says, awkward. Yeah. And then I go, but you made it awkward because, like, you said awkward, don't project yeah. your awkwardness in the situation by calling the situation awkward. Exactly. It's like whoever, whoever smelt it, dealt it with the awkward pause call out. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm completely fine with the silence and acknowledging that there's zero between us. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, now I just know you're just really uncomfortable <laughs> just <laughs> being in situations. Well, here's what I'll say personally that I do. Like, instead of saying, you know, awkward, I'll I'll just, I will sort of point it out, but in a funny way where it's like, that'll break the tension where it's like the other person will feel like, Oh, thank God you brought it up because you know this was <laughs> yeah. this was bad, and then now we can sort of get over that hump by kind of addressing it and joking well, about it. So that's what I would we do. Have, we have less of those moments because we have the phones in our pocket. So if that's you ever catch yourself in that kind of thing, you just get excuse yourself, and then you go in the corner and you hop on Twitter and you just wait until the normal party hours just kind of expire before you go home and realize what a waste of energy that was. (laughs) Or you just text your friend and and say like, Hey, give me an emergency text so I can get out of here. And there's, there's tons of things you can do. (laughs) Do guys use that? I know girls would probably do, but. Uh, I mean, I never, I hope I never actually experienced that. I'd never done it myself. I actually, one thing I'll tell you that I do is whenever, not even on dates, but like if I'm out with a friend, I, I will keep my phone in my pocket unless they have to like go to the bathroom because I don't like really checking my phone unless, mm-hmm. unless we're just like hanging out like at their place and we're watching TV, then I can, you know, then I'll, I'll you know, I won't really show that much respect, but like, yeah, if we're just like at a restaurant or something like that and uh, I'll just have my phone in my pocket and I just won't reach for it. Cause I, I don't know. I just, if, to me, it feels like, oof, I'm being weird. If I'm going to look at my phone, like even to just check the time, it feels like, oof, how, how much longer is this going to go? And, and I just, it feels weird to me to do that. So I just wouldn't, I just take that out of the equation basically. It's, um, I mean, it's becoming more normal than not. That's true. Uh, I always, it's like, I always made it an anti-joke tag. I called myself like the oldest millennial, the absolute <laughs> oldest millennial, because I, re- I, I feel like I take on traits with the generation after me and the generation I'm in and generation before. Right. Um, that's not me bragging. I, I don't really know <laughs> what I was trying man, to man, really man. kind of. Yeah, I know. I really, I really don't know what I was really trying to say with that statement, but that wasn't even like, a humble brag. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little compulsive about something, so I look mm-hmm. at your, uh, your count, right? Like who you're following and how many people follow you, and I go, oh, like, I don't know what a feed of, um, three hundred of me following looks like. Like my brain is so scattered because I, I, I felt like. 3,000 accounts on Twitter oh, wow. and it's like I feel like I there's still something out there I'm missing out on but I don't know <laughs> what it's like to be on Twitter for just like a minute 
and Holy then crap. log off. So you have severe FOMO. You just can't not know about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three thousand. Good lord. Uh, well, I was. Well, there was a time where I really didn't care about anything around me, and then, um, for one of my jobs, I I, I had to kind of do um, news research from like all um, corners of my. 18 to 34 demographics. So I had a, I had a daily routine of checking all the gaming blogs, sports mm. blogs, automotive blogs, technology blogs. And then that routine just never stopped. It's crazy. Oh, I think yeah. I mentioned it was like, you know, oh, I'm listening to NPR now. Like I'm an adult more than ever. And okay. it's, I mean, you can see the same show over and over again, but the the news is news just by definition, like what's happening right now. It's really, I feel there it's a double edged sword. It's great to be plugged in and it's great to it's ignorance is also bliss. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I mean the, the, the whole just, you know, minute by minute updates of things. Like I just came to a point where I discovered it's not healthy to know about every single thing especially if you're a sensitive person, which I am, because I could live and die with like hearing about, you know, a bird that flew into a wall and died or something. And then I'll be like, oh, my day is ruined now. And it's like, if if just any kind of news like that can really influence me, influence my mood, it's just Mm -hmm. not healthy. And you just have to sort of regulate it. So now I'm just sort of like, I think uh, the, the most important, things will trickle down to me because you know there it'll be the thing that people talk most importantly about because I'll, I'll i'll see what's trending i'll check in and then i'll see what's trending and then it'll be like oh it's people getting mad at a celebrity for saying or doing something and, and it's just like you you really just it just really starts to tug at certain certain strings uh i would I mean, I guess the expression is heartstrings, but it's just like it's it just starts to eat at you with the way people judge other people based on these things. And it's I don't know, it's it's a, it just eats at you. So you have to. Yeah, you have to have that sort of ignorance with you have to um, vet. I just had a conversation with one of my friends and um, she just had a kid. Mm hmm. And I think we're moving into the phase of like society right now in, in COVID where, where it's like, mm, things are opening up. So it's kind of like, how comfortable are we about getting back into things? I feel like um, the mask is level one. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like some people are deciding not to and some people are. And uh, <laughs> right. I feel like on a general note, like people are getting in back into the swing of things, but still like distancing. I I had, um, I had to get together with some friends of mine. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was like the first time in four months. And I know there are other worse offenders than me, but it was my first, um, foray into like dipping my toe back into normal socializing. Yeah. And I was anxious for like two hours Oh, because I, I I walked in and nobody wears their mask. And I was like, I don't know what the new social norms and cues are for right. socializing. 
seeing that we don't have a cure for this thing yet or a treatment yeah. to kind of back up. So that's always going to be nagging the back of my head. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can at least like take the precautions of just like keep, you know, washing your hands or having some sort of um, hand sanitizer. I actually just by, by nature, by instinct, I had a, an acting job, a small acting job not too long ago where they were talking about all the precautions they're taking, all the crew was wearing masks. There'll be hand sanitizers. Um, you know, everyone will be keeping the distance except for like the cast, but then the cast will have to do all this stuff. And so there were so many precautions being taken. And then I get right. there and I see the director and I, I, I've known the director for a while and it's been a while since I've seen him. And just by instinct, I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. And then he's like, Oh no, no, can't, can't do that. I'm like, Oh, right. This is how long it's been since I've been around people <laughs> that I forgotten that I can't, I can't actually do this. I can't let just shake people's hands. And it's like, I, I look, I look like an idiot because I'm just like, oh, hey, here's my hand, shake it, and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. For months now, we have not been doing any of that. That's how I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I, my, I brain farted like that because it's been three months, and then it's like, I knew, like I knew what the situation was, but it's just like I stuck my hand out there like that, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Did you have that? It, mm, no, not there okay. yet. <laughs> I don't really shake hands. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've been out of it for a while. So it's like, you're only shaking strangers' hands. Do you really shake your friend's hands? I'm not into that phase of, of my uh, slow release of quarantine to start <laughs> shaking hands with people. And even well, then, now it's less of a slight. It's like, you're not really re that weird anymore if you don't want to shake somebody's hands. Oh, no, exactly. I'm just saying, no, like, I definitely knew I shouldn't have done that. But that's just like, that's how my brain was always wired. And I, I hadn't actually been out with people to practice. And it's gonna sound stupid, but like, to practice not shaking hands, because that's just like, how my brain works is like, I want to be friendly. So mm -hmm. I was just not conditioned to, to not do that. And, uh, and it's like, oh, that's, that's just how long I've been cooped up by myself is like, I'd forgotten to tell myself that. Well, so that, maybe, that was just interesting. Maybe people, maybe there's something going on with movies where it's like, you know, the aliens fly down and then they come and visit us and us silly humans extend our arms out in salutations. And then they're like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, and I'm this is like, maybe this is maybe the first sign of like evolution where or at least even societal evolution where it's like, no contact. That's not a good thing. You're <laughs> never going to get to warp capabilities. If you're still touching other people's hands or, or at all. Oh my goodness. I had never Maybe thought of that. Of I don't know. Well, I, I think about, well, who's going to be the first person who makes like the 2020 period piece drama. Oh yeah. Uh, in hindsight, who's the Kubrick from 50 years <laughs> and now be like this this takes place during uh, quarantine for how long it takes. Because right. again, I, th I think I've heard it be a popular opinion to just say like they're watching a show and obviously it's not set in 2020 because people are out and about 
hugging and playing right. frisbee or whatever have you. It's just like it's not realistic. So <laughs> they have to set their um, set the set the time of the story, whether it's like a 2019 or 2022 <laughs> or something like that. Because We're have to just if jump it's over two years, yeah, we either have to completely forget it. Because in, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if this gets covered in like history books and stuff like that, oh, or if it's just like this passing phenomenon thing. It's real for everybody living it right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, see, 1969, we landed on the moon and everybody yeah. saw it on TV. But it's like, you know, there was a good chunk of time relative to the history of Earth and this country and everything else where we just weren't touching. Right. No touching. <laughs> When did we start touching each other? Now, I I wanted to make a joke, uh, and uh, I just never there was you know with all the with everything that's happening that's just I don't know like when a good window is, but it's just like you know there's going to be eventually there's going to be a Ken Burns documentary on the year 2020, and it's going to be mm-hmm. this it's going to be this incredible documentary about everything that's gone. I mean, because it's like people, I mean. I, I remember I I, uh, I encountered a hornet. Uh, there was a, a hornet or a yellow jacket in my garage, and it's like, oh yeah, there are also murder hornets out there. People forgot mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> so it's like there were so many things that already happened this year that uh, that can just be covered in a you know like sort of a sort of a retrospective. And I was just thinking, this is like a Ken Burns documentary because it's all just so much craziness is happening but it's also such a big transitional period a lot of different things are being impacted i mean and if like you want to mention just a lot of other different things it's like it feels like uh we keep hearing about like celebrities being outed as like um you know pedophiles something like that and it's like wow this the world is just like everything that we've thought we've known the veil is just coming off and it's like this is people have said like oh the year 2020 it's the it's the year of clarity and we're focusing and we have good you know we're getting better vision about everything so right it's so i I definitely think this is a be this will be like a subject of documentaries i don't know if you can make a movie about it but so definitely a documentary in, in the last week i think we've had like three or for major cancellations of people on the internet <laughs> for being yeah. unsavory characters and of the like. So yeah. what I do like about our digital age now is that for the futures ahead of us, um, there is a complete paper trail of everything that you do yeah. um, for better or for worse. It, it almost leaves you in a paranoid state. And I feel like- I'm thinking of that too. Yeah, but I I also feel like it it's great, especially now with COVID kind of driving us apart. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you really have to go out of your way to be a piece of crap in your life That's and true. get canceled in, I don't know, 20, let me do the math, it's 2020 now. So like in 2040, anybody born now, uh, 2045 or 2050, if the world lasts that long, I mean, <laughs> If we have, I, I still doubt it. But I'm at, I would imagine we have a lot of just better people living on Earth, or the complete opposite. I I'm not really a fortune teller. By that time, I'll be like eighty. So 
and then we'll talk about these as being oh i was there these were the good old days that's oh, another geez. thing is like what if people what if these are this you know the simpler times and people are just like oh i miss those days when things were simpler back then so in context of like 2020 being the the new great depression mm-hmm. i mean this in, in i'm living in it. it doesn't seem like maybe it's worse for other people but i don't know how bad i don't have the context and I should because there's plenty of written material about it, but I don't know how bad it really was for them in the 1920s. Right. I feel like it's it's kind of crappy that people are out of a job and yeah, but stuff is pushing forward to some extent. Like we're getting new iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's going to save us? Hopefully, hopefully that'll save us. Uh, but yeah, no, I I don't know. I think. In, in in some respects, we have learned from the past. So, you know, there's no Hoovervilles being built in in New York, as far as I know. Um, you know, so there's like people that are being driven away from their homes or anything like that. They're, I don't know. I don't really. I can't speak on the situation, but it just feels like, um, hopefully, like now with the way banking and uh, just sort of finances work. Maybe there's uh, just some way that people can be more. And I'm really straining my throat on this because I don't know. <laughs> but maybe there are ways that people can be better protected than they were, like in the in the Great Depression. Because uh, it's like I don't, you know, I don't think people are going down to the docks hoping for someone to pick them to just work for a day and, you know, bring in home enough just to keep the electricity on. Well, here's the new thing. And I'm doing it too. It's just like, I'm finding like, well, I got a car so I can drive for Amazon or some, right. you know, some company who's needing to have goods taken from one place to another. Like everybody, it's like the internet has become the new uh, unemployment line. Now you're talking yeah, about like fiber to really kind of make money on the side. Yeah. Or but, like DoorDash, I think yeah. people are doing that. Yeah, but I, I don't know how the world works. I'm, I'm still an <laughs> idiot. I'm just talking about Richard Grieco movies <laughs> that nobody remembers. I don't really want to figure out uh, how to raise the GDP. <laughs> I mean, I think Richard Grieco might be the answer to everything. <laughs> he made everything work, and uh, as Michael Corbin, he made everything work. But. Um, no, I yeah, uh, this is definitely out of our wheelhouse. This is why people won't come. <laughs> to us. People won't come to us for these answers, Gerard. We have uh-huh. these. We have these. I think we more than anything, people are getting introspective during quarantine, just because there's nothing else to do besides binge watch things. But like, I think people are thinking a lot about their lives and just just sort of uh, you know perspective hopefully um so yeah you know me and you thinking about like yeah future generations looking back on this or or like how to compare this to you know the great depression or compare the civil rights movement going on right now with the 60s and things like that so there's a lot of at least there's a lot of introspective going on hopefully uh and uh you know just you just have to 
you know, not be an asshole. <laughs> Basically, that's I my guess. philosophy. Just don't be. Global an warming is still a thing, even if we solve everything else. We're just yeah. like we're raising this planet. There's not a lot left. I did think that was that was a a good benefit of quarantining is when uh, you saw that the ozone layer was kind of rebuilding itself and. <laughs> And then we're just going to go and kill it again. <laughs> it's crazy because maybe it's still early in the summer season, but like it doesn't, it hasn't seemed to be that hot, like kind of coming up. And um, I live at like the base of um, some mountains, the San Gabriel, San Gabriel Valley. And uh, maybe it's the placebo effect, but I feel like I've never seen the sky around it. Oh, really? That clear when I'm driving like north heading home and I'm, I'm looking at the mountain range. It's like, it's, I could see the top, the complete definition of the, uh, you know, of the, of the range. And it's just like, maybe I haven't paid attention or maybe the air is cleaner, but I just, at least in that respect, I'm a little less anxious about that. Right. But then I can just eat it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just by breathing somebody else's air. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is my least favorite episode. Read. This is <laughs> my this is my absolute least favorite episode before. So we got to do our best to make it getting, end on a high note. Season we're getting one. all anxieties out right now, so it's it's, it's a Um Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that was that was basically the only good takeaway of COVID so mm. far. Um, but you know, I don't know. There's um, there's a lot of Look, there's just nothing else to do. I think it one, that's one of the reasons is people are sort of throwing caution to the wind, not going out in mm-hmm. masks, is they just want to feel normal again. And it's like, I don't think... And, and I'm guilty of just wanting to, like, break the cycle of just being stuck at home or, or just, like, wiping down anything I bring home from, like, the grocery. Because it's like, it just, it's just... It's such an icky feeling even though it's mm. totally necessary, but it's like, I, I think a lot of that anxiety is sort of, you know, just to, I, I would hope that people would uh, just realize that, yeah, I get it. We're bored and we're going to try to get back to normal, but it's like, you know, there's this talk about second wave coming and we're oh, yeah, not it's already first wave. Oh, do you I think it's already kind of weird as head? Oh really? Well, I, I hear we're still in the first wave, or maybe I don't know. That could be fear mongering, but mm. you know, I just and I, again, that's another reason why I don't try you to watch fear monger. I, I am using but, this podcast <laughs> to spread your propaganda. Look, this is not, what you do. This is not even the end of the middle of the first wave. So you <laughs> just buckle down for five more years of this. This is oh, the new war. Get yourself a, a fashionable mask because you're going to be wearing it. <laughs> no, uh, that's the thing. It's like um, I wear glasses, but I uh, I have oh. contact lenses, and it's like, what's the point? Because you got to wash your hands all the time, so you shouldn't be touching your eyeballs. I'm right. not going out, so I got these like sunglasses. The big big sunglass is probably taking a big hit because <laughs> nobody's going outside to buy sunnies for their yeah. face. <laughs> and i just like i just i just want to not wear my glasses <laughs> right right yeah I get got me out of here. <laughs> no 
Now I wish I jumped aboard the uh, the SpaceX mission to get off of Earth because I mm. I feel like those guys are probably having a ball right now. Oh, what happened with that? I mean, we sent a rocket up. Yeah, they're up there. I don't know what their mission is. Uh, I just know uh, they yeah they I thought they're going to the space station. They're going to the space station. Um, I I don't know if this is a trial run for something bigger, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just know that there was that launch, and then uh, they're going to the space station. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, we haven't. This is pretty exciting. We haven't explored much in space in a long time. So I missed it. I missed it by like twenty minutes. Oh, did uh, you really? Yeah, I was kind of bummed. <laughs> I really, well, I did. I missed it. Yeah, you can. I was paying attention on the weekend because it was pushed from Friday or the Friday that it was scheduled for, and then pushed to Saturday. And then I just, there was that window where it was just like, hmm, it's done. <laughs> there was, I think there was a lot of preamble though. I, cause uh, there was some sort of live coverage before it that I think it lasted for like a few hours. So there was a lot of reporting going on and it's hilarious because the, the people reporting on it, I don't know if they're like, because I don't know if this is NASA working with Elon Musk or if Elon has his mm. own program. I don't know. But like it, it was like the people who were reporting on it looked like esports <laughs> podcasters because <laughs> they were like young. They were like 20 year old. Like, you know, they look like they just they play video games and the way I mean, not to. Not to say that the way they broadcasted it was bad, but it was just like, yeah, you, you, you think generalizing of, again. <laughs> well, I'm saying you think of, you know, someone like Dan Rather or someone, someone older in esteem doing this, but it's like, oh, uh, we don't, yeah. so speaking of, we don't have that right now, right? We have like these news entities. It's, it's like station versus station, but we don't have, yeah. wait, is Dan Rather's? He's a, he's, he's a good one, right? He doesn't. He wasn't canceled. Uh, Walter Cronkite Dan no, Rather. No, people actually still retweet Dan Rather. He's he's he goes hard. He's cool. Yeah, he's good. He's one of the good guys. <laughs> he yeah he is. Okay. He goes hard. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. Where's there? We don't have a voice of reason right now. Uh no, it's 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 hard without it being without it being kind of like skewed left or right. You know exactly. I mean? Well, that's the kind of society we live in. Exactly. And that's the, like, I fear because it's like, I consider myself like actually leaning to the left where I'm, I'm leaning, leaning, (laughs) you know, I can still be moderate and I'm more moderate than, um, my, my closest friends who don't just lean to the left. They, they sit Uh on the left (laughs) and that's the Uh thing. Like you say you lean left, but some of these people, they, they won't, you know, they, they won't see, they won't um, be moderate with certain things. And, um, and it's just like, if you make, uh, if you're trying to be moderate and just sort of, and I completely understand, um, you know, the, the point about like where you throw your support, it's very important. But like, if you try to be moderate, sound moderate, then it's like, oh, so you're, you know, if you're not, if you're not coming out for the left, then you must be for the right. Or if you're not coming for the right, then you must be for the left. It's like, no, there's a middle ground here that you're, you're missing. And um, yeah, just our system doesn't play well that way. Yeah. Even if, 
it is, which, it is, which really sucks. The Tea Party is really killing us. I, I mean, yeah, because I always in my head, I, I'm just like, there was no, um, there's no like one size fits all way of of governing yourself or governing, you know, the country, you know, because there's mm. as as you know as much as like maybe I'll agree more with more points on the left and the right doesn't mean I completely disagree with anything on the right. It's just like, there's, and, and that's what sucks. It's like, it's not issue by issue. It's more of a, um, a bulk of things. And it's like, you know, even I don't want to get, <laughs> I should probably not have started this. Um, you started it. I did. But I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like people are being so extreme right now. they, they don't really, they've forgotten the concept of being moderate because it's like, oh, if you're not one side, you're the other side. So remember how you, um, we were talking about risk and you said that it got you into civilization. So yeah. what does your, what does your moderate policy get you <laughs> for winning that game? Because if you play that game down the middle, you're not going to win by any kind of objective whatsoever. Well, that's a game. Life is not a game. <laughs> I played a game. A game. So. I play to win. So, okay. um, and so when you're playing Civilization, what is your favorite way to take over the world? I'll tell you, the only way I haven't win yet is uh, by domination. I have never really? gotten. Yeah, I've gotten economic um, mm. win. You've gone I've to gotten space. Cultural. I've gone to space. Um, What's the cultural I, one? Culture is like um, if you have a lot of philosophers, a lot of art uh, oh, people, right. and then you if you go into the philosophy section and you just build all those monuments and mm-hmm. and, and you have people study um, you know literature and things like that. So it's like a lot of cultural uh, things. Um, I can't remember what else there is. Exploration, maybe. Um, so there's a complete military domination science launching yeah. your space science, station yeah. uh, Military. by building the world bank mm-hmm. um the cultural one escapes me but i think that's the hidden fourth one where yeah, maybe I, it's like you're the first to have like eight wonders total or something like that. yeah that that rings a bell something like that mm. i can't remember specifically but yeah there's something like that i want to say you have to build up to a wonder build the wonders and then once you build them all then you get the cultural but mm-hmm. like without fail every time i try to build a military stronghold and i'll like focus all my resources on just advancing the technology someone will already have planes or tanks or or the nuclear weapons <laughs> just you're, you're, white you're sending in your trebuchets and they, uh, they've already <laughs> upgraded tanks yeah, they they've built the military industrial complex, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm still on spears over here, or something like that. And uh, <laughs> so, I, it's really hard for me to win by that kind of domination. That's the only it one. Is, I have it's it's great that you know, in having to try to win that game, you still have to be like, we got to develop refrigeration. <laughs> like, <laughs> True, it's a key to victory. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a great lesson on all the things you need for the society to progress. Um, so it's like, yeah, if you don't have irrigation or something like that, then mm. you're, you know, you can't get certain resources to your cities, and then your cities will just die, and then blah blah blah. 
but yeah, it's like, but like without fail, there's going to be somebody else. Oh, and other civilizations. Um, well, they will always want to fight me. They'll start a war with me for some reason. So I'll be like quietly, I won't contact anybody so I can quietly build up my army. And then uh-huh. some, another civilization will come. They'll either try to take one of my cities or they'll try to, they, they'll uh, bribe me for uh, one of my great people or something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there are times where I'll be like, all right, I'll give you exactly what you want just so I can get this over with. And then I can concentrate on re on building up my army. So I'll give them a little bit quid pro quo maybe, uh, but mm-hmm. I'll give them a little bit. And, uh, and, and then they'll just, we'll have peace for like five turns and then they'll just come back with more heat. And it's like, ah, this is so frustrating without I, fail. I like, I like the idea of the game more than I like playing the game. It's mm-hmm. just that I, I really envy anybody who has a strategic mind that operates on that kind of level because it's, there's a lot of things to juggle and you know, I'm just, I'm just not there. <laughs> like uh, for instance, when it gets to um, trying to get off the first continent and sail the seas to the next one, Mm-hmm. Like just, that's where I give up. Like I, I like play map. That's just a complete landlock. Cause oh, cause I just I don't know how to basically juggle between like having a navy and having an army. Yeah, and making that's that work in tandem. Yeah, exactly. Cause some some freaking submarine will come up and just sink your galleon yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it's so hard. It is. It is. It's so hard, so, but it's so fun. Yeah, so I I own Civ Five. I I own Civ Six. I haven't even cracked Civ Six. Oh really? Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, it's complicated. But <laughs> Civilization Revolution for like the consoles, the one they developed especially yeah. for especially for consoles, was like the nice B minus like difficulty of complexity that just. I was like, oh, that's that's the civilization I like. It's just smart enough that I yeah. wanted to flip it. That's the one I like. Yeah, right? It's it's solid. And like uh, the icons yeah. are like really readable too. So it it had just enough. Because I played two and three, I believe, but oh, it yeah. didn't click with me the way Revolution did. Hmm. I haven't I haven't played any of the older ones. Did mm-hmm. I guess because you would think that the older ones would be simpler in their gameplay. Were they just... Just about. Uh, They're about uh, the same. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not that much of a diehard into the series where I'm like, I don't... I can't really tell the difference between... It's like, oh, they changed from, uh, you know, a nine grid two to hexes. And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's the big... Oh, we got hexes now. So it looks like a tan. And I guess that's better. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, like yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I think Revolution is sort of the best accessible. Like, if you were going to get into Civilization, Revolution mm-hmm. would be the best way to sort of uh, simplify it. But also, once you learn all the different um, complexities of it, you can also mess with that. Uh, but even uh, I think they released. 
six on uh, on uh, the Switch. Right. Is that where you play it? Um, I I'm not sure. Okay, I have uh, five on. I don't, oh, five. I don't even know where. Oh, maybe five then, because no, my no, friend has have, it on. I had oh. six. You're right. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was basically it was like uh, doing taxes because it's just like there's so many factors on it that I it's like I think I tried to play Sim City three thousand at one point and I could not right. get a single building and it's like what happened on Sim City two thousand I can get buildings no problem yeah. so it's like yeah living in two thousand you gotta get brain in three thousand buddy <laughs> you're living in two thousand and late. I think <laughs> it's 2000 and late. I think, I think basically what we're learning is I'm in arrested development. Yeah, me too. I don't know how to get out. Yeah. How do we grow up, Gerard? I don't know. Uh, it's, well, <laughs> it, it we makes being an adult really tough. Let me yeah. <laughs> believe you, me. <laughs> I need to read more books. Maybe uh, that'll do it. Starting it. with the Bible or something. <laughs> They say they have all the answers in there. So, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I know. I, I hear great things. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good two-parter. Really, waiting, en- really ends on a down note, though. <laughs> I hear. I hear. I'm waiting for yeah. the sequel to come out, or the remake. Yeah, so, true. So then it won't be <laughs> as hard to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need it to come. Does, oh, geez. <laughs> what have we done? What have we, we just done? bummed ourselves out. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you some other. Uh, oh, I wish I could play uh, Theme Park Roller Coaster again. That was mm-hmm. a PS3 game. Yeah, those, those sim games are. That's my jam. Because, uh, yeah, making your own theme parks. Oh, man, I love doing all that. And uh, basically, yeah, basically the running the business type thing is, is fun to do in a game. Mm-hmm. But. Um, scares me if i tried to do it in real life but um, yeah yeah well i i tried playing animal crossing and this is the same thing with everybody else i just got so jealous of everybody's progress for their (laughs) island and mine wasn't you know infinite possibilities and then it just gives you choice paralysis right right so it's like i've been looking to kind of design a building or like something of my own and then animal crossing seemed like the likely candidate but um it wasn't so oh, it makes man. me it makes me really um doubtful that i can get into a, a game called uh i think it's called skyline cities or city skyline which is like sim city on super crack oh really and yeah it seems really complicated because you have to, to you have to build like infrastructure that actually makes sense like highways oh, wow. and and projects like that it's oh less about i think it's less about taxes and more about efficiency or something like that but oh, that's crazy yeah it's game seems, for like architects or something it or seems it's really daunting. <laughs> it seems really really daunting it sounds daunting oh my gosh yeah. so uh. sad that i'm not smarter <laughs> well you talked about um you talked about um what was it choice paralysis or something like that yeah. um I, I, I'm not sure, um, but I heard something about how the brain could get overwhelmed if you cross like a certain number of yes. choices. Like that are to you. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And then you just sh- shut down, basically. So mm-hmm. 
I think there should be a there's probably a difficulty level setting where it could just simplify the gameplay and then you just work your way up. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap it up. We were about an hour. We yeah. got to cut that down a little bit. But the thing is that our next episode will be our fifth and possibly last. So that could be that or not. Um, we'll see. I We just wanted to reach the, the five episode mark as a marker. Right. Put it in the books. Right. And maybe we and then can, we'll see what happens. Maybe we would continue, but we would have to retool first and it'll be something different. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. I've been watching it's, a lot of community, so it's kinda of like I like the idea of every episode kind of being oh. its own self contained yeah. parody of something else, but there's no yeah. uh structure throughout the whole we can do whatever, just throw whatever at the wall. See what mm-hmm. sticks. Okay. I just need a buddy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, if you need, you're listening to this, you probably follow us on Twitter. If you need to find us on Twitter and give us any suggestion for what you want to hear, uh, you can reach me at Gerard Tiang and EJ at. What a man, what a man. (laughs) Got him again. W U T A. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had any feedback on the show. I don't know if you had, at least not publicly. So I would love it if anybody who downloads this, this is our command to you. Reply to us and say something. <laughs> say something nice, please. Anything. <laughs> at the same token, I haven't um, promoted the last two episodes. So that's why we haven't heard anything. But I would love yeah. to hear one official comment from somebody out there listening. So if you are... I would have to think, you don't think maybe we came up in a search on, on like iTunes and someone was just curious what these two guys have to say? Um, Because it's, you'd have to search my name and your name. And both of those are like low on SE. That's true. Well, I mean, like, you know, there was a, it's in the category, like movies and TV or something. So it could be. I tried searching the word. Like I tried, I I just (laughs) just tried searching my name and like, I'm not even a Gerard to consider in this space. So <laughs> we're, we're going to work on bumping ourselves up there. Yeah. We got to get sponsors or something. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got to fix our microphone situation. Oh yeah. Definitely. I've been looking. Is there a, I mean, I would, yeah, I was thinking, I guess I, I could shop her. Um, I'm like, I mean, that wasn't really yeah. worth the time to say. <laughs> so I, I, I had right. more, but I was, I just jettisoned that thought. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. I've done the good. I've done the outro for the last one, so you do this one. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Bye. All right, see you.